Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my last day to be teaching on the power of partnership. I've done this for two weeks. There are two teachings in this series. This is a CD set. I also have a DVD set that was taken from television. And uh, today's my last day to offer this. We also have this book entitled Financial Stewardship. And I tell you, this is great. This is not exactly what I've been teaching on this week. I've been talking about primarily partnership but this just talks about giving in general. And it really builds your faith to be a steward and to see that the prosperity, all of the money and the things that we have is not just ours, it's God's. And we are stewards of what God has given us, not owners. That is a powerful truth. And then we also have this DVD and there are five testimonies of people in here who have put these truths to work and have prospered supernaturally. And I played one of the testimonies off of that yesterday about Rick and Mitzi Pudlow, and they have become good friends of mine and great partners to this ministry, and boy, God has blessed them supernaturally. So we've talked about a lot of things, and uh, there's no way that I can go back and summarize everything. If you've missed any of this, please get the materials or go to our website. You can see all of the archived you know, programs on our website and get those materials, and it would be a real blessing to you. In 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. You know, this was John, the apostle of the Lord, the one that was called the beloved disciple, the one who leaned on Jesus' chest, you know, at the Last Supper and and he was just a powerful man of God. And he's speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and said he wanted people to prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers. And I believe he was inspired by God to write this. God wants to prosper you. And one of the ways he prospers you, this isn't the only way. You have to also be a good steward. You have to learn some things in the natural. You have to work hard. There's things that you have to do. But one of the ways that God wants to prosper you is through your giving and I've been making a point all of this series for the last two weeks that partnership is more than just giving. You know, you can, you can, give, uh, you can give food, you can give time, you can give service, you can do all kinds of things. There's many ways that you can give. You could give and send some money in order to be able to get some products so that God could speak to you. And, and there's many ways that you can give. But partnership is beyond just, you know, giving uh, here and there and doing some things. It is deliberate. It is systematic. It's uh, on purpose. It's regular. And it's giving beyond just what you need so that you can be a blessing to other people. And I've tried to make this point throughout this entire series. Uh, I, I used a lot of examples of the Apostle Paul and how he talked to the Philippians, and he says that the reason he was praising God every time he thought of them was because they were partners with him. They had sent money to him even after he left the local area. They even sent money and materials and things to him when he was in Rome, and they are the ones that helped pay 
for his house when he was in prison. He lived in a house. They gave him that liberty, but he had to pay for it. And he was a prisoner. How do you pay for a hired house for two years? You have partners that do this for you. And so partners catch more fish. You know, just let me use this example out of Luke chapter 5. And this is where Jesus came and ministered to uh, the, the multitudes, and they were crowding him. And so he entered into a fishing boat. In uh, Luke chapter 5, it says in verse 2, And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down, and he taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. Notice Jesus said, let down the nets, plural. Peter said, I will let down the net, singular. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. <laughs> this is amazing. There had never been anything like this. This wasn't natural. It was supernatural. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And he was astonished. And all that were with him at the drought of the fishes, which they had taken, and it talks about, so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with uh, Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Now there's a lot of things. I've taught on this for days. I'm just going to skim through some things. But first of all, let me just say that, you know what? Jesus had a need. He was ministering to the people. They were thronging him. They were pressing on him. He needed to have a little bit of separation between him and the people. Plus, you've got to remember at that time, they didn't have PA systems and things the way that we do. And one of the ways that you can amplify your voice, like in days past, I've seen times that, you know, Charles Finney and uh, all of these different preachers, they had these sound boards around them, and they could preach to ten and 20,000 people with just their voice and no amplification because of the sound boards. Did you know when you get on water that you can use that water, the sound will reflect off of that? And so anyway, there was a couple of things happening. He needed to have some space between him and the people so that they wouldn't throng him. So he asked Simon, can I get into your boat and go out a little bit from the shore? And so it gave him some separation. It also amplified his voice. In other words, Simon gave to Jesus and in a sense became a partner with him. He enabled him to help reach other people. This wasn't about just Jesus talking to Simon personally, but he was helping, Simon was helping Jesus reach all of this multitude that wanted to hear the word. And so he gave and partnered with Jesus. And look what happened. After Jesus got through ministering to the people, he said, Simon, cast, you know, go further out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch of fish. In other words, if you give, Jesus is not going to ever let you outgive him. When you give, it'll be given back unto you. Simon had given to Jesus and it enabled him to do something, and because of it, now Jesus was going to bless him back. 
And this is exactly what the scriptures teach in scriptures like Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these things, what you eat and where you sleep and what you're clothed with, will be added unto you. Man, the Lord has promised so many times that when you give, it's going to be given back unto you. And so Simon gave to Jesus. He became a partner with Jesus in ministering to other people. And because of that, Jesus blessed him back. And Jesus wanted to bless him more than what Simon was able to receive. He told him to let down the nets, plural. And yet Simon let down the net, singular. Simon wasn't expecting much because he said, Master, we've toiled all night long. The best time for fishing was at night. Here it was in the day. They were getting ready to wash their nets. If they let them down again, they'd have to wash their nets again. It was an effort. It was a bother to him. And he said, Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net, singular. And when he did that, they didn't know it, but God had given a command to every fish in the Sea of Galilee to head for those nets. And every one of them was trying to cram into there. God wanted to bless Simon, and he did. And I mean, they filled their net, singular, and then they called for their friends, their partners in this, which was James and John, and they brought their nets, and they brought their boat, and they filled both the boats. The boats were so full, they began to sink. They didn't even have room enough to receive it. You know, this is exactly what the Lord said in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, "...bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it." That's exactly what happened here. They didn't even have room enough to receive it. God blessed them because of their partnership. And this is exactly what happens. This is the point I'm trying to make. It's obvious that when you give to a church or to a ministry that you bless them, but it's not as obvious that this is the way that God is going to bless you back. If you want to prosper, you need to start partnering with getting the gospel out. That is the greatest thing you could ever do. And it can be done in many ways. It can be done through church. It can be done through television ministries. It can be done through missionary groups. I've got people that I partner with who go out and rescue uh, children out of the sex trade. I've got people that I partner with that have homeless ministries. I've got people that I partner with that have ministries where they bring in abused and abandoned children and help them. And I've got churches that I partner with, and I've helped them in their building programs. I've got ministries that I give tens of thousands of dollars to to help them accomplish the goal that they have, and I'm drawing on that anointing. This is the way that you prosper, is you give, and then it's given unto you. And let me bring out another point here, that it says that, uh, that Peter began to receive such a harvest that he couldn't uh, contain it all, so he called his partners, and they began to be blessed. Did you know that they did not uh, help Jesus? Jesus wasn't in their boat, but they were partners with the man who Jesus was in their boat, and God blessed him. And it blessed not only Peter, but it blessed his partners too. 
And see, this is when I do things and when God blesses me and tells me to do things and people's lives are being changed, it not only, that blessing doesn't only flow to me, it'll flow to all of my partners. And here's another truth. And I learned this not too long ago through Dave DeMola. I was in his church and heard him talk about this, and it really blessed me. But here's a question. When the Lord told uh, Simon to launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought, Think about this. Was there just one spot in that lake that all of these fish were congregated in that one spot and, and Peter had to find that one sweet spot? Or would it have mattered where he went? God just told every fish in the Sea of Galilee to head towards his nets. Which was it? You know what? I don't actually know. And I don't know that it matters. I believe that once you start following God and once you start partnering and doing these things, you don't have to have everything all figured out. I believe that God supernaturally would have either put him in the exact spot that he needed to be because he was obeying God. And he had said, we've toiled all of the night. We don't want to wash our nets again. We don't want to do this. There was some resistance on his part. It wasn't something he was really strong in, and yet, just out of sheer obedience, he started following the Lord. And I believe that either God would have kept him going until he hit that exact spot, or probably he just had wherever... When you obey God, you may not do it perfectly. You may not be in the exact spot that you're supposed to be, but when you start following God, God is going to make increase and abundance come into your life. I believe that I'm speaking directly to somebody right now. This is being seen all over the world, and there's probably many, many people that God's speaking to, but this is a word from God that, you know what? You need to, you need to go against conventional wisdom. It, wasn't, it was during the day. That wasn't the best time for fishing. At night was the better time, but in, against conventional wisdom, God told Simon to go out into the deep and let his nets down. And he did it just in sheer obedience to God. And because of it, there was such an abundance that he wasn't even able to receive it. I prophesy this over you, that if you will receive these things that we're talking about, and if you will start deliberately, on purpose, intentionally, strategically giving and partnering and becoming associated with getting the gospel out, I prophesy in the name of the Lord that there is going to be a supernatural divine flow towards you that it'll be so much, it'll begin to sink your boat. It'll break your nets. You won't have room enough to receive it. Man, that's awesome. I know there's some people watching this program saying, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Man, I'm ready to receive. Man, we need, to, we need to believe God for this. We need to take the limits off. God told uh, Simon to cast out the nets, plural, he cast out one net. He wasn't really believing God, and yet God gave him more than he could handle. What would happen if we took the limits off of God? What would happen if we really started believing for supernatural abundance? You know, we just had a graduation here at Karis Bible College. And I was encouraging the students to believe big, to imagine big, to take the limits off of God. And I really believe that most of us, 
have limited God. We are, we are thinking too small. We serve a supernatural God, a big God, and God is not limited. You know, I, in a sense, hate to use myself as an example, but I know my situation better than I know anybody else. And God has done miraculous things for me. In 2002, January the 31st of 2002, God spoke to me from Psalm 7841 and said I was limiting him by my small thinking. And I didn't know all that that meant at that time, but it was a revelation, and I knew that I was thinking small, that I was uh, transposing my doubts, my fears, my limitations upon God, and God just told me I was limiting him by my small thinking. And so, man, the next day, February the 1st, I got up and I told this minister's conference, I said, I've been thinking small, and I don't know how long it takes to change, but I'm going to see it change. On February the 11th, I called my staff together. At that time, we had 28 staff, and I called them together and confessed to them that I was thinking small. I was operating in fear, fear of financial problems, fear of things, and I just said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to change. And I said, I don't know how long it takes to change. It might take a year or five years or 10 years. I don't know, but I said, I'm going to change. And did you know nearly immediately I began to start seeing supernatural things happen. At that time, January the 31st, 2002, we covered 3% of the American population with my television broadcast. I now cover the entire world. All of the English-speaking world, we have my programs translated into Russian that covers 11 time zones of Russia. We have my programs translated into Farsi, and it seems like we have others. I know that over 250,000 Chinese pastors get my devotion on a daily basis, and we're making an impact there. And you know, all of this came when I quit limiting God and thinking small. And I'm wanting to say that this is not something that is reserved for me. This is something that is for every one of you, that God is a big God. God has big plans for you. God's never made a piece of junk. He's never made a failure. It doesn't matter what your situation is like right now. It doesn't matter if you're homeless. It doesn't matter if you're in a desperate situation. I'm telling you, that is not God's plans for your life. God planned awesome things for you, but it's according to the power that works in you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, and most people just put a period there and say, Oh, God, you're able. Please do something. But it goes on to say, According to the power that works in us. God's ability to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think is dependent upon you believing God. You have to believe God. You have to stir yourself up or you'll settle to the bottom. Most people are comparing themselves with everybody around them, and they're looking around, and everybody else seems to be about as miserable as they are, as poor as they are, as sick as they are, and so they just kind of think, well, this is normal. This is natural. But I tell you, God's normal is way different than man's normal. God is not limited. There is no shortage of money. There's no shortage at all. I've actually heard that there are more $100 bills than there are $1 bills. I don't personally know that, but I've been told that on good authority. I know that in God's kingdom, it's not like you have this pie and you get your little slice of the pie, and if everybody else gets theirs, eventually the pie runs out. God's pie is limitless. There is no limit to it. 
God is not limited in what He can do. You need to think bigger. And since I've done that, like I said, we had 28 employees when God first spoke to me January the 31st, 2002. Now we have 653 employees. I just heard that yesterday. And we've actually got a uh, hiring freeze on. We would have more than that, but during the last uh, few months, we've been stretched financially, and so we got a hiring freeze on. But man, look at that phenomenal growth since 2002. Our income in 2001 was somewhere around $2 million. And last year, 2018, it was, uh, I think it was over $70 million worldwide, around $60 million uh, in the U.S. alone, and uh, 12 or $15 million around the world. And we are reaching people all over the world. We've got offices in 16 countries. We've got Bible schools. I think it's 66 or, or more Bible schools scattered around the world, Seven or 8,000 people that are in school right now going through our classes. I'm not saying any of these things to pat myself on the back. I'm saying it to verify that God told me I was limiting Him by my small thinking. And when I changed and I began to believe God, man, things just exploded. And I'm telling you that God will do the same thing for you. He is not a respecter of persons. God has good plans for you, big plans for you. God is not a small thinker, but we limit Him. Again, Psalm 78, 41, in their heart they turned back and limited the Holy One of Israel. You can limit God. God can only flow through you to the degree that you believe. You need to start believing. You need to believe big. And I've been teaching on partnership that one of the ways that you increase is to find a church, a ministry, something that has the blessing, the anointing of God upon it that is making a difference. And when you become a partner, when you sign up to be a partner with that, then you connect with that ministry. And the blessing, the anointing, the power, the prosperity that is on that ministry begins to flow towards you. That's not the only way it happens, but that is one thing that when you do this, there is a connection made and there is a supernatural flow. There's much more happening than just what's happening in the physical realm. There are spiritual dynamics. I can't see them. You can't see them. But in the Word of God, this is what I've been doing for two weeks, is showing you how that when a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before a great man, it taps into the power and the anointing that's on that church or ministry. And I just encourage you to start being a partner, to go beyond what it takes for you to receive personally and start partnering with your church or ministry. Do it on a deliberate basis. Go beyond your need and start helping them to reach out and touch others. Start giving on a deliberate, consistent, regular, strategic basis. And if you will do that, I'm just telling you that there is going to be a supernatural flow towards you and the sky's the limit. You're the only one who limits what God wants to do in your life. And I believe that this is going to help you to take the limits off God. So today's my last day to offer you this teaching on the power of partnership. I have CDs as well as DVDs. We also have a DVD that has five testimonies about people who put this to practice in their life. And then we also have this book on financial stewardship. And I tell you, this is a real game changer. 
Today's my last day to offer you any of this product, so please listen to our announcer as he gives you all the information. Please call or write today and join me again next Monday as we continue the gospel truth. I want this ministry to prosper and I want it to go as far as possible. I'm receiving so much from the ministry. I have to be a blessing to this ministry. You get to a point where it's like, what can I do for this ministry now? As opposed to not, what can it do for me? What Andrew's doing, I'm doing it with him when I partner with him. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you and uh, we love you and every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're gonna share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by calling our helpline or going to awmi.net. As a thank you for becoming a partner, Andrew would like to offer you the CD album of today's teaching on the power of partnership as his gift to you. Also available today is the Power of Partnership Package, which includes the Financial Stewardship Book, the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, and your choice of either the Power of Partnership CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $55, but you can get it today for only $39. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, We've got a lot of things going on, and the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall, and I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people. For other people, it's not a problem. But you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly. And thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. Remember, you can order materials, become a Grace Partner, or join the 1K Club by going to awmi.net. Or you can call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the president and founder of Karis Bible College 
And on August 2019, we are gonna host Kingdom Youth Conference. We're gonna have Todd Wyatt as a speaker, Joseph Z, Ryan Edberg, and we're also gonna have the band Verses, Red of Stone and Sean Locke doing praise and worship. And I just believe it's gonna be a great time for youth. We are excited about them coming to our new facility. You will be blessed by it. Remember, it's Kingdom Youth Conference right here in Woodland Park, Colorado. Join us again next week as Andrew interviews author and advocate for Christian apologetics, Alex McFarland.